tonight. Come on, I know that you came ready to listen. I came ready to preach, so we're a match made in heaven on earth. Amen, come on. Amen, we're going to have a great time tonight. Hey, 2018, we are kicking off this year. And uh, as we announced uh, last Sunday, this is our year of expansion, our year of expansion. And we are super excited as we come to the end of the year of expectation. We've been building towards this year uh, because how many understand you have to have an expectation before you can have expansion? You've got to have faith and believe before you can step in to the hard work of doing what God has called you to do and seeing it come into fruition. And so we've been building over the last year uh, on the year of expectation, coming into our year of expansion. And there's a lot of things that we're doing in the month of January. Uh, and, and I want to bring these things to your attention because I think that they are critical and I think that they are so important to the overall picture of this year. We are starting with our 21 days of prayer and fasting, 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we'll We'll be kicking that off on this Sunday, Sunday, January the 7th. We will begin our 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you have never been on a fast before, there is no better time than 2018 to start your fasting journey. You say, what is fasting? Fasting is giving up something for the purpose of focusing on God and drawing closer to Him. And so I would really encourage you to participate in this 21 days of prayer and fasting and during these 21 days, we're going to be praying in the sanctuary Monday through Friday, 6.30 to 7.30 every morning. I can tell you that uh, I know 6.30 is, is early for a lot of us. I know that a lot of us are maybe already going to work at 7 o'clock, and, and it may be inconvenient, and, and, it, and it might be cold, and there might be a lot of things going on. But I can promise you, if you will make a commitment, maybe it's not every day, but if you will make a commitment once a week, three times a week, maybe every day for these three weeks to be in the house of God, I promise you, whenever you make a commitment like that, God does something in your heart and in your life. Some of the greatest moments that I have had in the sanctuary have been during our 21 days of prayer and fasting as we come together as a body and we seek God and we worship God and we pray together, miracles happen. So I want to encourage you to be a part of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's 6.30 Monday through Friday. But if you can't make that, 9 o'clock every Saturday. 9 o'clock every Saturday during those 21 days, we will be praying. And, it, and it's leading up to January 28th. And on January 28th, we are having our five-year celebration for North Point Community Church. It is going to be an amazing Sunday. And if I was you right now, I would take out my phone. I would take out my little calendar in your purse. I would take out whatever you use, write it on your husband's forehead, January 28th. And you don't want to miss that Sunday. We're going to be talking about what God has done in this place over the last five years. We aren't just going to be looking back. We're going to be looking forward and not just into 2018. We're going to be looking forward for the next five years, casting vision for where do we believe God is going to be taking us in the next five years. It is going to be a Sunday that you don't want to miss. I'm just telling you right now, come with your headache, come with the flu, come with whatever you have. Don't let anything hold you back from being here for our five-year celebration. And I know anytime we throw a celebration on something, we throw a party on something, there's going to be food. I'm just telling you right now, there's going to be food. And so it's going to be fun, and, and Destiny will have balloons everywhere, and it's going to be um, an amazing, amazing time in this year of expansion. And so we're going to be talking about all that God has done and all that we believe God is going to do. And the last thing in this, in this January that I really want to point out to you is on Saturday, January 13th, we are calling it Expansion Saturday. And we're going to have our normal 21 days of prayer uh, right there on that 9 a.m. So 9 a.m. to 10, we're going to be having our, our prayer time. But then we're going to be rolling from 10 to 12 
And we're just going to spend time. We're going to worship. Destiny's going to be preaching. I'm going to be speaking a little bit. We're going to have time of prayer. It's basically going to be a Saturday where we just come and we say, God, from 9 to 12, God, just have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our lives. We've just come to saturate ourselves in your presence just to be with you so that you can speak to us. And I believe that God is going to meet us in a supernatural way on that Saturday morning. So once again, please, if possible, I want you to be here uh, because these, these things in January say, wow, 21-day fasting, a five-year celebration, an expansion Saturday, so many things happening. And I believe whenever you make an investment in your January, you get to reap the rewards of that in your February and in your March and in your April. I believe that the actions you take in the beginning set you up for the rest of the year. And the seeds that you sow here are the fruit that you get to eat for the remainder of the year. And so I encourage you, sow these seeds, make this investment, go ahead and do something maybe that you've never done in order to get a result that you've never gotten before in your life. And so I want to really uh, encourage you towards that in, in our, our year of expansion to start your January. I, I feel like I'm, am I bouncing back? I am bouncing back. Maybe, uh, if we get, man, I don't know if I'm just turned up a little bit or what, but you think it's fixed now? Thanks, babe. All right, good. You fixed it right there. You didn't even move. Wow. It's amazing. Hey, but, uh, you know, as we move into this year of expansion, um, for the last three years, we have taken all of our first Wednesday services and we've talked about our house habits. For three years, we have walked through our house habits every single first Wednesday and for this year, our first Wednesdays are going to transition, and they are not going to be around our house habits. Our first Wednesday services are going to be around expansion. They're going to be around the inspiration, the faith, the motivation, the tools that we need for us to expand in our lives. Because I believe that God has called us to expand in our faith, expand in our vision. He's called us to expand in what we see as possible. He's called us to expand in our strength. He's called us to expand in all of these areas. And we're going to take these first Wednesdays, and they are going to be power-packed. And I believe that you're going to leave every single first Wednesday in 2018 with a fresh touch of God upon your life and a fresh vision for what is possible for him to do in you and through you. So that's what 2018 is going to look like. So if you came here tonight and you think, oh, I'm going to get the, the house habit. This is the first house habit we live on. You came here, maybe you already have it written on your notepad. We live on house habit number one uh, because you've memorized all 12 of the house habits because that's how godly you are and how much you love our church. And you've already memorized them and you got that written down there. Hey, we're throwing you a curveball tonight because we're not talking about that tonight. We're talking about expansion. We're kicking off this year, and I want to give you the three keys that you need to expand your life this year. Three keys. Three keys to expansion in 2018, and I'm just going to get right to it tonight. The first key that you need in 2018 is prayer. Prayer. It's the first key to expansion in 2018. Uh, the Bible says this in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, starting in verse 9. It says, there was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and expand, everybody say expand, oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain and God granted him his request. The, the name Jabez, it means he causes pain. It's what his mom chose to name him. He causes pain. I hope that none of you hate your children so much that you name them Jabez, that they would walk around all of their lives saying, wow, I cause pain. And we don't know if it was a physical pain from labor or maybe it was a, it was an emotional pain. We don't know about the, the situation of his birth, but we know that it was painful. And, and there's a challenge for us in this, and this is the, that we don't let our own painful past 
and we don't let the labels that other people put on us to keep us from praying. Because although he was named Jabez and he was born in pain, he did not let that keep him from praying. You know, there's nothing in your life that disqualifies you from prayer. It doesn't matter how you lived in the first 25 years of your life. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what label somebody has put on you. None of that matters because none of us are disqualified from prayer. And we see here that Jabez was a man that prayed. In verse 10, it says this in, in our verse that we just read. It says, he was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. I, I love this because he wasn't just one of the ones. The Bible says he was the one. He wasn't one of many. The Bible points him out in the text and says he was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. He was the one, and it's interesting, he was the one who was praying to the one and only true God. He was the one who was praying to God, and he prayed this prayer, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. He was praying to the source of blessing, and he was praying that God would expand his territory. Now, this could be a physical territory in terms of land. This could be a spiritual territory in terms of influence. But this is what I love about Jabez. He was praying specifically. God, I want you to expand my territory. This is what I want you to do for me. I want you to expand my influence. I want you to expand my reach. I want you to expand me. And he was praying to the God who had the ability to do something about it. And he said this, he said, please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. Please be with me in all that I do. Now, this is not some type of magic prayer uh, that you just pray for breakthrough and blessing and prosperity. Uh, may maybe some of you remember um, uh, some 15, 20 years ago, the book that came out uh, called The Prayer of Jabez. Man sold like 30 million copies of the prayer of Jabez. And it was, it was like a phenomenon that just swept over. Everybody was praying 1 Chronicles chapter 4. I mean, everybody was praying the prayer of Jabez, quoting it every day. They were praying the prayer. But here's the thing. They were saying the prayer, but they weren't living out the prayer. They, they, they were quoting the scripture, but they weren't living out the scripture because this is what Jabez prays. He prays this. He says, be with me in all that I do. He understood there was a, a combination of believing and doing. God, God does what only he can do, but I have to do what only I can do. God has a job of bringing his super into my natural, but I have a job of doing what I do here on the earth. And we see this so clearly in the book of Nehemiah. Many of you, may, maybe you know the story of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was far off uh, from Jerusalem. He was the cupbearer to the king that had actually conquered Israel. And, and he was there in the courts and he heard about the condition of Jerusalem, the city of God, that the walls had been torn down, that the gates had been destroyed. And it so broke his heart that he went to the king and said, will you please let me go back to my homeland and let me see what I can do. Now, Nehemiah had faith that God could use him to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And he got the people together, and they started the work, and the work was going pretty well. And then they had these adversaries that popped up. How many of you know when you start on any good journey, there's always an adversary that pops up? The, an adversary is in every good movie. Okay, an adversary is in every good book. There's always opposition. It's what makes a great story. And do you know what? It's also what makes a great life. It's a great life when we have to have some opposition and some adversity, and we get to overcome, and we get to, uh, we get, we get to rise above the challenge. And that's what's happened in Nehemiah. They're building the wall, and there's these few people that show up, Sanballat and Tobiah and some of their gang, and they start mocking them, and they start insulting them. And the Bible says this in Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 9. It says, they were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get too weak for the work, and it will not be completed. But Nehemiah says, but I prayed 
Now strengthen my hands. You see, Nehemiah had faith that God could rebuild the wall, but Nehemiah worked for God to rebuild the wall. He had faith that it could be done when he left the place that he was. He believed that it was possible. That's why he got started. And you see, sometimes as we move into a new year, yeah, you've got to have some faith to believe for what God wants to do. You've got to have faith that he can rebuild some things in your life. You've got to have faith that he can restore some things in your life. You've got to have faith to get the journey started. But if that faith is all you have, you'll be sitting there looking at a broken wall all year long. Wondering, I don't know why that wall's not popping back up I mean I got faith and I believe no Nehemiah shows us it took them 52 days but how many of you understand 52 days of hard work Bible says night and day they were working sometimes they were working with a with a sword in one hand and a hammer in the other because it takes it takes work it, it takes work and, and Jabez realized this this was his approach God bless bless and expand the, the work of my hands God, I, I have faith. I, I'm praying to you because I know you're the source. God, I'm asking you because I know you rule and reign over everything. God, I'm asking you because I know that all good gifts come from above. I'm asking you because I know all power is in your hand. I'm approaching you because you are the God of Israel and you are the ruler of my life. I am coming to you, but God, I want you to bless me in all that I do. I want you to bless the work of my hands. That's in the book of James, the Bible says faith without works is dead. It's faith and works. It's your faith and your work working together to build the kingdom of God in the earth. It's prayer. It's going to take prayer. Prayer is such an important part of, of the story. In the book of Philippians, Paul writes this about prayer. I love this in the Amplified Version. Don't think I've ever... Read this out of the Amplified here. And it says this in verse 6. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything. I love how he, he breaks down everything here, the Amplified version. Every circumstance and situation. Come on, say every. Okay, every. Now look at your neighbor and say every. Say that means this one and that one and the next one and the last one. Okay, just so we got it all covered. And everything, every circumstance and every situation, don't be anxious. But in everything, okay, by prayer and petition, in every circumstance and every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. Wasn't that exactly what Jabez did? He didn't just pray. He didn't just say, God bless me. He said, God bless me and expand my territory. God, I'm asking for you to do something specific in my life. And here Paul writes and he says, hey, look, I want, I, you don't need to worry about anything. You don't need to stress out about anything. You don't need to live in anxiety over anything. But here's what you do need to do. Every situation and every circumstance, no matter how small or how big you think it is, you need to take it to God in prayer. And when you take it to him in prayer, you need to have a specific request. Don't just throw it out there, God bless me. No, what do you want God to do for you? Pray a specific prayer. When the blind man came to Jesus, Jesus says, what do you want me to do? I mean, think about that just for a minute. What do you want me to do? I mean, what's the blind man going to say? Well, I stubbed my toe earlier. No. The blind man said, I want to see and Jesus healed his eyes and opened up his eyes and he could see. Because you need to know what it is that you're asking God to do in your life. You need to have a specific request. And that specific request comes through prayer. And this is what prayer brings. Look here in verse 7. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus is yours. <laughs> We're talking about prayer in 2018, expanding your life when you stop worrying and living anxiety and you start bombarding heaven with prayer and petition. The peace of God comes. What type of peace? The peace that reassures your heart. Man, wouldn't it be great if every time you encountered a stressful situation, if every time you had an opportunity to worry, you took that moment and you just stepped back and you prayed to God and he reassured 
reassured your heart that everything was going to be okay. He reassured your heart that he's still on the throne. He reassured your heart that his promises are good for you. That he reassured you that everything is going to work out because he is in charge. How many of you understand? He reassures your heart, but then he doesn't just stop there. It says he reassures your heart, and it's the same peace that transcends all understanding. So he's got peace that doesn't even make sense to your natural mind. He's got peace that he, will, he can give you that, 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 will, that will confound the, the, the minds of your family members because God has this peace that reassures your heart and it transcends our understanding and that it doesn't even stop there. This peace will stand guard over your heart and over your mind. When you pray, the peace of God stands at attention and it stands guard and it says, nope, we are not letting any stress in today. We're not letting any anxiety in today. We're not letting any worry in. Why? Because I chose to push that away and I went to God in prayer. Now the peace of God has come and it's standing guard over my mind and heart. And when peace is standing guard over my mind, now I've got clarity in my thinking. Now, now I don't have any, any, any trouble in my heart. Why? Because the peace of God has come. And you say, how? How do you get that kind of peace through prayer through prayer this year we have to understand if my life is going to expand I've got to go to God in prayer God that you would bless me God that you would expand my vision expand my life expand my expectation God expand me in all of these ways God I'm praying these specific prayers I'm pushing that anxiety away that worry away and God I'm bringing everything to you so that your peace can rule in my heart and in my life I can tell you this expansion will not happen in the midst of anxiety and expansion only happens in prayer because prayer is where your faith is stirred and your fear is silenced it's in prayer it's in prayer where your faith is stirred and your fear is silenced it's in prayer where you find your peace and you lose your panic it's in prayer. It's in prayer. Prayer is where you get a hold of peace. Prayer is where you find that peace that reassures your heart. Prayer is where you find that peace that guards your mind. It's in prayer. And in prayer, you lose your panic. What was I so stressed out about before I started praying? God's on his throne today. God's not stressed out about my situation. God's got it under control. God did, God, God's not caught off guard by what happened to you. God's not caught off guard. No, no, no. God is in control. I don't have to panic. I find peace and I lose my pain. Prayer is also where you experience expansion and, and not expiration. How many know sometimes you get to end, you feel like it's over. I quit. I'm done. No, no, no. It's prayer that allows me to expand when I really want to expire. I want to just say, God, I'm out of here. I quit. I have come to the expiration date. Time to throw out the old milk. I am done. I can't do this anymore. But we go to prayer. Why? We go to prayer because God says, no, I'm not just saying that you're done. I'm actually expanding you. I'm actually growing you. I know it might be tough, but sometimes in the midst of the toughest situation, God is doing the most to expand your life comes through prayer comes through prayer here's the second thing here's the second thing the, the second key that we need to expand and and that is priorities the second key is our priorities in, in the book of Joshua we see that the people of God they, they've come out of Egypt and they've been in the wilderness now for for 40 years and it's getting time for them to move into the promised land into the land of Canaan uh, the land, the Bible says, that flows with milk and honey. It was the land that God had promised Moses when they came out of Egypt 40 years earlier. And this is what the Bible says in Joshua chapter 3, verse 3. It says, when you, uh, Joshua here, uh, God's speaking to Joshua. These are the instructions he's to give the people. When you see the Levitical priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, when they move out, then move out from your positions and follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. Then Joshua told the people, purify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. In the morning, Joshua said to the priest, lift up the ark of the covenant and lead the people across the river and so they started out 
and they went ahead of the people. Priorities, priorities. We, we got to make sure that our priorities are in proper alignment. Here, here's some priorities that we need, that we take right out of this story. The first thing that they had to do is they had to purify themselves. He says, hey, to, today you need to purify yourselves for tomorrow God will do wonders before you. You see, before the miracle of tomorrow arrives, the, the purification process of today needs to happen. The miracle is going to happen tomorrow, but the purification needs to happen today. And, and the word purify means to free from anything that pollutes or contaminates. And how many of you know there are things in your life that are trying to pollute your life? Things in your life that are trying to contaminate your life. Some of you call them your co-workers. I don't know what, but they're there and they're, they're trying to pollute your life. They're trying to get you into negativity. They're trying to pull you into doubt. They're, 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 they're trying to lure you off of the track that you're on. And, and it's, it, it's there to contaminate and, and pollute your life. And so if we're going to purify ourselves, you know what that means? That means we got to be free from that. We got we to gotta be free from guilt. We got to be free from shame. We got to be free from condemnation. We got to get free from addiction. We got to get free from the power of sin in our lives. And the only way that happens is when you prioritize purity. You got to prioritize. Purity is not just going to happen. It's not just going to happen because you come to church uh, every so often. It's not just going to happen because you join a group. No, you have to prioritize purity in your life. But when you prioritize purity, what purity does is purity prepares you for expansion because they are getting ready to cross over the Jordan River. They are getting ready to take over a land that God had prepared for them. They are getting ready to move into a place where other people had planted trees and crops that they are about to go in and eat. Other people had, been, had planted vineyards and they're getting ready to drink their wine. Other people had done the hard work of cultivating the ground. God is getting ready to so bless his people that they're going to move across the Jordan River and they are going to see a miracle. Not just the miracle of the Jordan. Oh, that's a miracle enough, right? I mean, the water is going to part. They're going to walk across on dry ground as they follow the Ark of the Covenant symbolizing the presence of God and then they're going to get into the land of uh, uh, the, the promised land and then they're going to see more miracles after more miracles after more miracles after more miracles but it all started with purification purify yourselves today purify your hearts today and this is what Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount he said it's the pure in heart that will see the Lord blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. And it's interesting here that in our story, Joshua tells them, purify yourselves today, for tomorrow you will see a, a, a miracle. You will see the wonders of God. But when God gave them the instructions of what they were supposed to do in verse 3, he says, when you see the Levitical priest marching ahead of you. So Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. They will see what God is doing. They won't miss God when he moves. They won't miss God when he speaks. They won't miss God when he gives drug. Why? Because they're pure in heart, so they have a clear vision of God. And here he says, you have to purify your hearts today because tomorrow you need to see the priest when they move out in front of you. And so many times we make the mistake and we miss the miraculous because we think it's mundane. Because our hearts have not been purified, we are contaminated and polluted and part of our vision. I don't know if, if, if you wear glasses or if you ever wear contacts. And if you get something on your contact or something on your glasses, you can still see, but you just can't see clearly. You get something on your vision. And you can, see, you can make some things out, but it's not crystal clear. And if you're not careful, you can miss some things. And that's what sin can do sometimes in our life. It just pollutes and it contaminates. That's what a negative attitude can do in our life. It just pollutes and contaminates. That's what living in jealousy can do. It just pollutes and contaminates. That's what gossip can do. It just pollutes and contaminates. That's what some of these things can It just pollutes and contaminates so that we're not free from it, so that we don't have a clear vision. And the priests begin to move, and the presence of God begins to move, and we don't get in line because we haven't seen what God is doing. We missed the miraculous because we just thought it was ordinary. That's just another sermon. It's just a, another small group. This, it's just another Bible verse. 
and we miss the miracle in the midst of all of it. And we must be people that are always seeing what God is saying. And we always see what God is trying to do. Why? Because what you see always matters. What you see always matters. We, we say a lot around here that whatever has your attention has you. Whatever has your attention, whatever you're paying attention to is what has its grip on you. Whatever you're seeing. They could, have been, they could have been sitting there looking at the Jordan River at flood stage, I might add. It was overflowing at banks. It was not down to, to, to the smallest. It was, it was overflowing. They could have been looking at the Jordan River saying, there's no way we're making it across during this season. They, they could have been in their mind's eye looking to what their ancestors had told them when they went out to spy the promised land 40 years before that. And they said, there are giants in that land. There are big cities and there is weaponry in that land. We aren't qualified. They could have been in their mind's eye looking over that river and saying, I don't know that this is going to work out too good. Seeing the giants over there and then looking around at their little scrawny bunch saying, we ain't really prepared for war. See, what, whatever... Whatever you look at, whatever you give your attention to, is what really has you. So, so my question is today is, well, what are you looking at? Are you looking at your Jordan River? Are you looking at the problems that are, seem to be overflowing in your life? Are you looking at the challenges of, of giants that, that, uh, that appear to be unbeatable? Are, are, you looking, are you looking at past setbacks that would say, man, we, I didn't win last week. I didn't win last year. I don't know why I think I'm going to win this year. What are you looking at in your life? Are you looking at your own excuses, the excuses that you've made? Maybe it's the same excuses that your mom made. It's the same excuses that your grandmother made. And so now you're just making the exact same excuses for your own failures. And that's where your attention is. And wherever your attention is is where you are. It's what has you. But you see, whenever you get your eyes off of that and you're able to see what God is doing, and you say, wait a minute, the Spirit of God is on the move right now. Wait a minute, the presence of God is on the move right now. Wait a minute, God is leading me. Wait a minute, God is directing me because I purified myself. I put some things behind me. I let the blood of Jesus cleanse me. I let him do a new work on the inside of me. And now I can see what God is doing. And so now it's time for me to move and get in alignment. Why? How does that happen? Because I prioritize my focus. I prioritize my attention. I, I, I put it in priority. I have to prioritize my, my vision. What do they do next? They move out. You know, sometimes this is what happens. We get stuck in old positions. We get stuck in old patterns. We say things like this. This is just the, who I am. Or this is just the way that I'm wired. And we use our personality or our temperament as an excuse not to move out of our current position. But you see, if they didn't move out of their position, they would have never been able to move into the land that God had for them. He said, you got to move out of your position. You, you, you got to move out of that old way of thinking. You got to move out of that old perception of yourself. You got to move out of those. You got to move out of that position. Why? Because you can't get in the right alignment if you are still in an old position. And you got to get in alignment behind the presence of God. You got to get in alignment behind the way of God. You got to get in alignment so that you can walk with God. You have to get in alignment because God is trying to take you somewhere. And where he's trying to take you, you can't get if you don't get in alignment. you got to move out of the old position. And then the, the, the last thing that we have to prioritize is we got we got to follow. So we got to move out of the old, but you know what? you got to get in line with the new. It ain't enough just to move out of the old. You didn't move out of the old, you just are still out in the cold. you got to get in alignment with what God's trying to do. God didn't pull the people out of Egypt just to get them out of Egypt. No, because he was trying to take them into the promised land. God didn't pull you out of the old covenant just to put you in the middle. He pulled you out of the old covenant to bring you into the new covenant. So you got to follow. You, you, you've, you've got an assignment. After you get in the right alignment, now you've got to get into the assignment. You've got to follow the word of God, the ways of God, the whispers of God. Yes, it takes faith. Yes, it takes trust. Yes, it takes intentionality. Yes, it takes effort. And yes, it means that you will probably fail a time or two. But it's the only way for you to get into the promise that God has for you. It's the only way. There is no other pattern. 
There is no other pathway. It is the only way for you to get there. So I have to prioritize. I have to prioritize my, my, my own purification process. I have to say, God, will you please come and purify my heart? Because Jesus said, those who are pure in heart will see you. God, I want you to cleanse me, and I want you to purify me. God, I want you. It, here's the thing with pure. It doesn't mean you're perfect. Hear me. Having a pure heart does not mean you're perfect. Because if that was the case, none of us would be pure in heart. And according to Scripture, that's not true. There are people who are pure in heart. Why are you pure in heart? You're pure in heart because you believe the Word of God. You believe that the blood of Jesus has cleansed you of your sin. And because the blood of Jesus has cleansed you, you are living with everything you have to please Him and to honor Him and to follow Him each and every day of your life. You are never going to be perfect, but you can still be pure in heart. And Jesus said, when you're pure in heart, you're going to see God. And you're going to see God move. And when you see God move, now I'm stepping out of the old I'm getting in the right alignment now I've got an assignment to follow and I'm marching and I'm following God how did that happen because I started getting the right priorities in my life the right priorities here's the last thing if you're going to expand your life in 2018 you you got to get your prayer right you got to get your priorities right and number three is you got to get your perspective right I love this in the message translation, Eugene Peterson's paraphrase of the Bible. He says this in Romans chapter 5, verse 9. He says, now that we are set right with God by means of this sacrificial death, the consummate blood sacrifice, there is no longer a question of being at odds with God in any way. Come on, somebody say amen to that. It means that by the blood of Jesus, we've been made right with God. We're not at war with God anymore. We're not striving with God anymore. We are family members with God now because of what Jesus did. And he says this, if when we were at our worst, we were put on friendly terms with God by the sacrificial death of his son, now that we're at our best, just think of how our lives will expand. Say expand. Just think of how our lives will expand and deepened by means of his resurrection life, now that we actually receive this amazing friendship with God, we are no longer content to simply say it in plotting prose. No, we sing and we shout our praises to God through Jesus the Messiah. He says, now that we know this is true, now that we know what Jesus has done for us, that he saved us when we were at our worst, that he went to the cross for us in the moment of our lowest point of life, when we were in our deepest depression, when we were in the depth of our sin, that's when Jesus went to the cross to die. So he says if he died for us at our worst to bring us into friendship with God, then what's going to happen when we're at our best? What's going to happen at our best? He says that our lives are going to expand. Why? Because of the resurrection life that's in us. It's what, it's what happens. This is what happens. When you say, God, I want you to expand my life, God says, okay, I'd love, I love to do that. But here's what you're going to have to get right. You're going to have to get your perspective right. You're going to have to get your perspective right. You're going to have to get your perspective in alignment with what Jesus said. Let me just read a few of these things as we close tonight. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said, I, I have come that they might have life, have it to the full and abundance until it overflows. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. He said, you are the salt of the earth. He said, my peace I give to you. He said, you will do good works that I've been doing, and you will do even greater works than these. Jesus said, I am giving you a gift, the Holy Spirit, and he will teach you all things. He says, I'm giving you power to be my witnesses. Jesus said, do not be troubled because you don't have to be any longer because I have overcome the world. Jesus says, I will be with you, and I will be with you even until the end of the age. If you just take those few statements of Jesus 
and you begin to live with this perspective, guess what will happen to your life? It has to expand. When you realize I'm the light of the world, your life is going to expand. When you have something that the world needs, when you are the salt of the earth, come on, everybody in this room knows everything tastes better with salt on it. McDonald's has made a billion dollars figuring that out. Pour more salt on those fries, they'll come back. When that dawns on you, I'm the salt of the earth. I'm here to make the earth better. I'm here to make the earth taste better. I'm here. You, you can eat so many McDonald's fries, you can get addicted to them. You know, you, that, that's the way God wants it to be with you, that you would be so tasty, that there would be something in your life that the world would so want what you have. Why? Because you're the salt of the earth. When, you, when it dawns on you, that Jesus said, the works that I did, you're going to do, but you're not going to stop there. You're going to do even greater works than I did because I will go to the Father on your behalf. What? When I start living with the perspective that Jesus says, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. So that means when I wake up in the morning, he's there. When I go to bed at night, he's there. When I'm walking through the valley, he's there. When I'm shouting on the mountaintop, he's there. When I'm in the middle of a scary storm, he's there. Whenever the sun is shining on my face and it's the most beautiful day of my life, he is there because he is always with me. When we live with that perspective, our life will expand. Mansion demands the proper perspective. Because how do you see God? How do you see yourself? How do you see your past? How do you see your future? How do you see your family? How do you see the possibilities of your life? How do you see your purpose on this earth? How do you view other people here? It all has to do with what perspective are you living with. And whenever you live with God's perspective, whenever you live with the perspective that Jesus died for you to have, when he said, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be born again, when you are born again, in this earth you are born with one perspective, but when you get born again, Jesus puts a brand new perspective in your heart, and it's a kingdom perspective and he gives you eyes to see things that you have never ever seen before because he knows that this new perspective is going to take you to a new place and what's that new place expansion he wants to expand your life it happens when we say God I want your perspective so this 2018 when, when you start with prayer Start with 21 days of prayer and fasting. God's going to begin a brand new process in your life in this January. Say, God, I, I'm, I'm going to put prayer front and center in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm going to commit praying. I, I don't know, maybe five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day. I'm going to commit to coming Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm going to be here in the sanctuary. I, I, I want to pray with the body of Christ. I'm going to get up this Friday morning. We're moving our Friday morning prayer to 6.30 because some people said that 7 o'clock was too late. They had to get going. And so 6.30, we're moving our, our prayer on Facebook Live. Every Friday we pray. Every single Friday we're praying. Maybe you've never joined us. Man, get up. Get on Facebook. Go to our Facebook page. Start this Friday. You don't even have to wait till next Monday. You can start praying right now. I'm making prayer front and center in my life in 2018. Why? Because I want to expand. You know, I'm, I'm going to start prioritizing some things. And some things have just, I've gotten passive in some areas. I've gotten passive in some areas of, of purification. I've let some, some contamination and some pollution just kind of hang out. I'm, I'm just living with dirty glasses. And it's affecting my vision. And the priests are moving, and the people of God are moving, and the Spirit of God is moving. But I'm not going anywhere because I can't see it because I have not allowed the Holy Spirit to purify my life. I haven't said, Holy Spirit, come, show me anything in me that needs to be worked out of me. I'm missing things. We say, not anymore. No, I'm, pri I'm prioritizing my purification. I'm, I'm making some priorities in my life. 
want to move out of that position I'm in right now. I'm not going to stay there. I'm moving out of that position so I can get in alignment and I can get my assignment and I can start following after God. I'm putting some new priorities in my life in 2018. And I'm not walking with the same old perspective. No, God's saying, I want to enlarge your vision. I want to expand your vision. I want you to see greater possibilities. I want you to see through a different lens. I want to see, I want you to see what I want to do in you and what I want to do through you in 2018. And that cannot happen until you get a new perspective. When you put prayer and you put your priorities and you put a brand new perspective and you put those three things together, I can guarantee you one thing in 2018 and I promise you expansion. I, it's guaranteed. You can't put those three things together and not get expansion in your life, expansion in your faith, expansion in your character, expansion in your integrity, expansion in your belief. You will get expand. You will expand because these are the keys to expansion. I believe God's going to do great things. God's going to do great things in your life this year. He's going to do great things through your life this year. We are going to expand. We are going to expand. But do you know where expansion starts as a community? It starts in our own hearts. That's where expansion starts. That's where expansion starts. For five years, we've finished every year higher than we ended the last year. As a, as a church, that's always your goal. More people attending church at the end of every year than there were the year before. We're going to hit that. That again in 2018, you know how you're going to get there? You know how we're going to expand our influence in this community? How we go from giving away 1,500 uniforms? How about, how about 2,000 this year? How about 2,000? Let's give away 2,000 uniforms this year. Hey, instead of, instead of giving what we gave last year to missions, hey, why don't we, why don't we give another $50,000 to missions this year? Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be awesome to see God do this? Why, why would we stop where we are? No, 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 we're, we're expanding. We're, we're growing. And so if it's going to happen in our community, if the influence is going to happen, and if the growth is going to happen, it has to start with me. Before God will grow anything else, God always wants to grow me. And God, God says, here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it through prayer. I'm going to do it through your priorities, and I'm going to do it through your perspective. When you get those things three things going, I'm going to expand you so that you can expand my kingdom on this earth. And I believe as we make a commitment to prayer, we make a commitment to our priorities, and we make a commitment to walk with the perspective of heaven, to walk with the perspective of God, to have the mental view of what He wants us to see, I believe we will experience personally and corporately a year like we have never had before in our lives. So I want you to stand with me tonight. I want to pray for you before we dismiss and get out there and get around that baptismal tank and we pray. Come on, you bow your heads just for a moment. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and in our lives. Come on, I, I know tonight as as I was speaking, that there were some people in the room, and you said, man, that's, that's me. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I'm spending too much time worrying, too much time in anxiety. I'm just not, I'm just not praying. I'm not taking all of my requests to God. Maybe you haven't followed the pattern of Jabez. Maybe you're trying to work it out on your own. Since your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed tonight, I want you to hear this. You, Jabez understood, I have to pray to the source and then I've got to do the work. Nehemiah understood, if my hands are going to be strong, I've got to pray to the God who can strengthen my hands. If you're out there just trying to do it on your own, if you're out there just trying to make it happen, if you're just trying to figure it out yourself, you will run out of strength, you will run out of wisdom, you will run out and you will burn out and you will get weary and you will not finish. You see, that's why you have to pray and you have to work. It is faith 
and works. It's not just faith and it's not just works. They have to be in combination working together. So for some of you, maybe you've been leaving off prayer. You've been trying to make it happen on your own. And you know, you know that right now God's calling you. Fresh prayer, new prayer, new commitment to prayer. Or maybe tonight, you've got some priorities that have gotten out of line. Maybe you've just gotten lazy in some areas of your life, and you know that. And man, this message, you say, man, this message for me, it's time for me to purify. It, it's, time, it's time for me to step out of my position. It's time for me to get in line. It's time for me to move. It's time for me to get the right priorities. Or, or maybe tonight, you say, I need the right perspective. I need the right perspective. My mental view is not on the right things. Say, but I believe God's going to God's going to lead me and guide me this year into expansion. He's going to do his part. I'm going to do my part. And together, I'm going to see expansion through prayer, through my priorities, and through my perspective. You know God's just speaking to you right now. Well, why don't you just lift up your hand right now just towards heaven? You know God's speaking to you right now. God's calling you to a new place. If you feel that right now, God's saying, hey, this, this word is for you. This message is for you. I'm calling you to a new place of prayer. I'm calling you to, to new priorities. I'm calling you to a new perspective. Come on, just, just hold that hand right there in the air. It's just a sign and a commitment to God to say, God, I hear what you're saying. And God, I'm lifting my hand to say, I'm getting in agreement with you right now. I'm getting in agreement. I'm getting in agreement, God. I'm, I, I want to move towards you. God, I want what you want. God, I want my life to expand. I want my faith to expand. I want my strength to expand. I want my vision to expand. I want my, my, my influence to expand. God, I'm ready to expand in 2018. Come on, with your hand lifted, everybody in this place, why don't you just repeat this short prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I'm ready to expand in 2018 in Jesus name Father I pray for every single person that lifted their hands tonight and God I pray that tonight Lord that this would be the beginning of a year long journey of you expanding every single part of their lives and God you're going to do it through prayer you're going to do it through their priorities and you're going to do it through their perspective and it's going to be all for your glory and for the growth of your kingdom on this earth and it's in Jesus mighty name that we pray come on somebody say amen give God some praise tonight